0: You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Pru.
1: Michael. Andre, I, I feel your, your condescending eyes upon me.
0: My favorite photo from, it's on my website and it's on the SoundCloud for Two Guys Talking Wine is that look on your face as I'm pouring you some very, very fine... Sweet, easy-drinking, smooth bourbon.
2: It was not.
0: And
1: you look like your esophagus is being burned out of your face. Oh, I'm, I just, I'm, I've come to realize that I am really not uh, a bourbon or a whiskey kind of person. Unless
0: it's flavored and you have the, the, you have the same taste in, in hard liquor as a 17-year-old girl. It was, I,
1: that butterscotch was just too good to pass up.
0: Anyways, we're going back to Saguenay on this podcast. Uh, go back and listen to the last one if you want to hear some great interviews we did. Um, especially the feature about Beaujolais, which um, a lot of information that we crammed into a short time frame. And um, once again, hats off to the SAQ for what they stock. I really wish we had a better selection at the at the LCBO. But that, that, that being said, though, there's some great agents that carry some Beaujolais, and I'll be doing some... Deep diving on that, and we'll probably split the case anytime soon. Yeah, be good. Uh, but the reason we're talking about bourbon is the fine people
1: at Sazerac. Yeah, you search these guys out. When I'm we, so excited. When we see uh, when we see the list, or we're given the list from uh, from Saguenay, we go through it, and uh, I'm like, oh, we got to talk to these people. We got to talk to these people. We were both, of course, jazzed about uh, Beaujolais. Yes, we like, absolutely. Uh, you know, highlighted that one, both of our lists, and then you uh, you say we got to talk to the people at Sazerac, and like. You had circled it and put quotation marks around it and exclamation marks uh, in front and behind. You were like a little girl putting little hearts on it and coloring them in. Well,
0: Sazerac is the parent-parent company of Buffalo Trace. And uh, that company makes some of the most sought-after bottles of of whiskey on the planet. They own Pappy Van Winkle, which unfortunately we did not get to trade. Pardon me, did not get to taste. Not that it would... Not that it would have made any difference. to you judging from the look on your face every time you put whiskey in your mouth, but you
1: did get to enjoy Mrs. McGillicutty's. L- look, I, I uh, was Doctor McGillicutty. Doctor McGillicutty. Oh, sorry. So don't 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 knock the good doctor. Look, as as much as I have a taste, uh, uh for whisk quote unquote whiskey of a seventeen year old girl, you acted like a seventeen year old girl when the guy sat down. Yeah, it's pretty excited. So let's listen to that. As the uh, liquid gets poured into my glass, and uh, into Andre's glass, and Andre is having a slight orgasm, I think, Uh, we are ready to talk to Sebastian Derry, who is from Charton Hobbs, but he also represents uh, quite a bit of whiskey, or bourbon, and Sazerac.
2: Sazerac whiskey, yeah.
1: So uh, I am not a whiskey guy, So i'm about to get schooled on a little bit of bourbon and whiskey and all that kind of stuff so i'm going to pass the mic over to andre and andre what the are we drinking
0: yeah i don't want to get too geeky about it but i i don't know if i've said it on the podcast clearly you weren't paying attention
1: never
0: but when i'm not drinking wine i'm drinking bourbon and i got married last month and me and my wife we went down to kentucky because she told me for our honeymoon, and this is literally the rules I was me, given to me we can't go anywhere they grow wine because it turns into a work trip. But it is completely amazing, especially if you're involved in the wine world in any way, shape, or form, to go down to Kentucky and see how bourbon is made.
1: But they, but they do make wine in Kentucky. I've actually, we had a bottle of Kentucky wine at one point on the podcast with Thomas.
0: Let's never talk about that ever again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Sebastian, welcome. Thank you so much, guys, and, uh, for having uh, me here. So tell us what is in our glass first off, and what... First uh, of all, so we're going to talk about the uh, Buffalo Trace
2: bourbon. So to be a bourbon, so it's the law requirement is a minimum of 51% corn. Must be aged in a new char oak barrel and this the then no uh, more than 160 proof which is like it's 80%, 80% alcohol. alcohol yeah what is this
0: one this is the buffalo
2: trace buffalo trace so this so is, is this is this uh, is 45% oh
0: no. so it's distilled to 80% but they cut it with with water and the people in Kentucky will tell you they're very proud of their high calcium water that they use to cut yeah. their alcohol to bring it down to between 40 and 50 percent in the in the barrel, but we're not going to get too geeky. Sazerac
2: don't really talk about their um, their mash bill exactly.
0: So the wine term for that mash bill would be what percentage of corn? Yeah, what corn, rye, rye, and, and malted barley. Grain. Some will use malt, some will use malted barley. Malted
2: barley, yeah. So this one is well, Buffalo Trace using the mash bill number one, which is it's a low rye, it's a low uh, low rye bourbon and in corn. So
0: Buffalo Trace is it's around like
2: 75% corn. Yep. This one should be around like eight, ten 10 percent rye and 15% malted barley. I, I feel I should
1: be playing a banjo <laughs> during this moment. So all right, so I as as a non-whiskey/bourbon slash drinker, yeah, let's get a tasting note. I uh, I get a lot of booze. Like I get okay. like like my like I think if I had any nose hair, it is gone. So that's that's what I'm getting first. That that's there's like a caramely note uh, to it, and um, see, I a bit
2: know. of int a little bit?
1: A little bit of which? Int. Int.
2: Yeah. No.
1: Toffee note. Sorry, sorry. I, I also get a little salinity, some some uh, saline, some saltiness to it. Yeah,
0: it could be. It comes with the it comes with the toffee. Now, the Buffalo Trace is something you can get at the LCBO at any time, at the SAQ yes. anytime. It's as far as whiskey is concerned, this is one of my favorite entry-level. You get, I like it on ice normally. Yep. One ice cube just to take a bit of the edge off. But Michael's coughing up.
1: <coughs> oh jeez.
0: Oh, is there water? Oh. Hang on, Mike, Michael. Put your glass out. I'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna try something for you. So we're gonna just put yep. a couple of drops of water in your glass. And that should take a bit of the edge off.
2: Now, Sebastian, when you drink... Well, it's, it's pretty well-balanced, this one, but it's a yeah. perfect bourbon for a, a whole fashion. It's not too caramel-taste. It's not like too vanilla. So we know a lot of bourbon, so it, vanilla is really strong, yeah, but this one is pretty well- well-balanced. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's just like with, with winemaking. So- with winemaking, you use a brand new barrel and you put Chardonnay in it, you leave in it for a long time, it will taste a lot like vanilla. And these are the Chardonnays that Michael hates. But when you take distilled, fermented corn rye yeah. and other grains and you put it in an oak barrel, it adds vanilla. And this one is coconut.
2: around like nine, eight to nine years barrel aging.
1: So I, I do get a little bit of that vanilla note, but at the moment, I, I don't know if any of our listeners remember wkrp in cincinnati where uh where venus and um, dr johnny fever are drinking to see if who gets drunk faster and what alcohol effect is on your um, on your sobriety uh uh this wow th- this is this is rocket fuel okay but, but michael do you like it Do you kind of like it do you understand why i like it Andre, uh, I very rarely understand you in general, uh, but uh, I, I guess after you poured the water in, it became a little bit uh, a, a little bit more palatable to me. Straight. Um, it, it's a little harsh, I have to admit. Just like you are when we're off mic, you're a little harsh to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian, are you drinking these whiskeys straight normally? Like as always a brand straight, ambassador?
2: always never straight. Never ice, never, never water. Never ice. No, I don't cut it with ice. Okay. Usually, it's, I I drink it like that. Just now, neat. when
0: when you started working for Sazerac, was that the case, or did you have to work up? Like, did you ever add water? Did you ever add ice? Or did you just come in and we're just never?
2: Like, but I'm in this business. I'm working in this in in this business. It's been like at least ten years from now. So I have a lot of experience about the whiskey taste. So with the time so you need to give you the times to to try the whiskey and to know what you love in the in in whiskey taste so that's it so this
1: is the most important things so while uh, while Sebastian pours the next one which happens to be an Eagle rare I'll tell you a little story Andre that uh, that I used to um, go to an island in North Bay that my cousin owned And I would do, on the Saturday night, would do a wine tasting for them and their friends. And then on the Sunday, around 11 o'clock in the morning, he would invite another friend over. And I did this for about five years. They would bring um, Scotch whiskey, because they were big whiskey fans. Uh, and, And we would do something called Scotch on the rock because it was an island that they called the rock and we actually scotch. tasted scotch on this rock because they were trying to find my scotch because I said I am NOT a whiskey slash scotch drinker and I think we found one and I cannot remember what it was good story Michael so the whiskey we're drinking right now is
0: Eagle rare it is a 10 year it's
2: a 10 years barrel aging yep and similar mash bill than the Buffalo Trace is. So high corn, bitter rye. High eye. corn.
0: And the thing that's interesting about this, because you were telling me, so when you make whiskey, especially 10-year whiskey, it yep. means that 10 years ago, you had to predict how popular your product would be. Yep. And right now, we're in a period where bourbon is becoming more it's and more right popular. It's booming right now, yep. Is it booming in Quebec the way it is in... Right
2: now, Paris? all the whiskey, all the brown spirit is, bo- is is booming very, very much in Quebec. So again, so, Igor Rare Bourbon, so here in Quebec, we receive, it depends again of, of the uh, sidetrack allocation, so we receive around like two, two times per year, around like 100 cases each time. So, 200 cases for the entire year for a product like Igor Rare, 10 years old. Yeah. And
0: even in Ontario, so the LCBO, I've seen this, this hits the shelf, I think about four or five times a year, maybe a yeah. little bit more. But even, I live near Summer Hill, which is, has a great whiskey selection, so shout out to Summer Hill. But it sells out usually within two weeks once it hits the shelf. And the thing that blows my mind about Buffalo Trace and about Sazerac is for a a 10-year scotch, you're looking at, for a good one, up to $100. This one comes between $50 and $60. $55, this one, yeah. And it's about the same in in Ontario here. Um, So, are you guys going to start making more of it?
2: In the future, for sure, Yeah, we're going to receive more of it, for sure, yeah. Oh, wow.
1: Okay, so, <laughs> so the Eagle Rare. Mike is
2: on fire right now.
1: My, my face is probably very red because that's a lot of booze. Now, what's the booze content in that, Sebastian?
2: Again, like I explained earlier, so it's around it's the same mash bill than the Buffalo Trace using. It's around like 75% corn, between 8 to 10% rye, and 15% malted barley. And so,
1: an alcohol. alcohol, and alcohol. Is alcohol. In, yeah, the yeah, alcohol, alcohol percentage.
2: It's 45 percent. This one.
1: So the same as the Buffalo yeah. Trace. Okay. Okay. Uh, for some reason, the uh, the Eagle Rare did not have as much of a burn, but I did see you pour a little bit of water. Yeah. That's into why. Into that one for me. So yeah, I I guess I'm uh, I'm more of an Eagle Rare than I am a Buffalo Trace because even after the Buffalo Trace had water in it. Uh, I was still not a fan, and that's just me, obviously. Uh, 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 but the Eagle Rare I thought was a much smoother, smoother end. at the end, yeah. And is that the ten years in oak? Is yep, it it's does? a ten year, yep. Yeah. So if I had a twenty-one-year-old, which you failed to bring, 17. Oh, 17. Yeah, but Eagle Rare, seventeen years old. Okay, and it's so even more
2: rare. It's pretty rare. Like we receive two bottles a year in Quebec, so, so. Free? yeah.
1: So it, so that's. So is that called Eagle Rarer?
2: Eagle Rarer, 17 years old. Yeah, it's yeah. part of the antique collection.
1: But it's called the uh, Eagle Rarer here, right? Well, it's, it's, more, it's, ra- it's more rarer, rarer e- yeah. Eagle more <laughs> rarer. So, uh, so the 17 yep. is...
2: It's pretty smooth, that even, one, yeah. Okay.
1: On, but, but the
0: alcohol's a little higher even because as... Uh, as I don't the,
2: remember like the percentage of the alcohol, but... Uh, so next year, tr- next
0: year, we'll have to get one of those three bottles. if I receive like
2: more allocations, Actually, probably speaking, yeah.
0: yeah speaking of rare <laughs> bottles one of the cool things about Sazerac is they own uh Pappy Van Winkle yep which I noticed you did not bring any Pappy Van Winkle here so. not
2: during that uh, that trade show again it's it's all depend of the allocation that we yeah. receive here in Quebec so Pappy Van Winkle in Quebec we receive around like just few cases of three bottles each and
0: in Ontario so if you're interested in, in whiskey and you're interested in, in American whiskey, you find Scotch a little bit too expensive, even a, a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle goes for a couple hundred dollars. Like at the 23 Ontario.
2: years, around like 350 dollars.
0: So it's actually kind of reasonable in price compared to Scotch. Yeah, price point is really
2: uh, reasonable compared to Scotch. So
0: in Ontario, these wine or sorry, these whiskeys, come through the Classics catalog. Oh man, those whiskeys went straight to my head. So you have to order online and hope that your name gets selected. So yep. these these rare uh, bottles from
1: Sazerac do come through from... Uh, from and it's Panda happened
2: 5. the same like in Quebec It's a lottery system. So for a product like Pappy Van Winkle, Eagle Rare, 17 years old.
1: So I see that there's a third bottle on the table, which you're going to try and kill me yep. with. And uh, now I've seen this bottle. It looks more like a Mickey bottle, although it is a large bottle. And it, it is uh, a very interesting name dr. McGillicuddy yep. which I have seen so a very uh, I guess a very uh, old West kind of name uh, an old, West bottle, old West kind of bottle so I'm suspecting that Clint Eastwood probably would have uh, <laughs> probably would have had a dr. McGillicuddy as he was uh, getting ready to shoot uh, down uh, the ugly off of the uh, off of the tree or off of the the um, you know that uh, geez whiz. We should have started with this. Okay.
2: But Dr. Miklicadi, what is what is good about that product? That we made that product at the sadrack Distillery in Montreal. So it's a whiskey-based liquor with uh, butterscotch. So it's pretty easy to drink. It's 21% alcohol. You can drink it with coffee, with dessert. You know, ice cream, vanilla ice cream. With a top, you top the uh, the ice cream with the. Uh, with the Dr. McRicuddy, So M- McDonald's popular.
1: is using this now in their mother's no, 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 sauce, no, no. right? <laughs> uh,
0: so the, there is quite
2: a bit more sugar
0: in this yeah. uh, as well. Um, I know you talked about the, the few suggestions. Are there any cocktails in particular that you Coffee think Coffee is pretty
2: good okay. with, uh, with cappuccino foam on top. It's pretty okay. good. As a hot shot, you know, hot shot is pretty really popular in Quebec. So instead of using, like, vanilla liquor, you can just switch for Dr. McRicotty, butterscotch. And again- and how much Express. is the bottle of
1: this cost?
2: $20.70, Siri, oh, Quebec. That's not bad. That's really good.
1: That's really good. For okay. 26
0: sounds pretty good. So before we wrap up here, Michael, have I converted you to bourbon yet?
1: Andre, uh, I know you have other bourbons at home. I have a lot of
0: bourbon at home. I have a lot of bourbon at home.
1: So you're gonna have to bring me over and uh, we'll have to do a, like a tasting like I used to do on The Rock. So, um, but I, I'm, I'm sniffing, sniffing this uh, McGillicuddy stuff, and this, this, I don't, I don't, it's a candy. It smells like candy. It smells like, it smells like those butterscotch candies from uh, what's that? Like the original. Werther's original Werthers, yes. So Werthers, and uh, here we go. Here's my first sip of Dr. McGillicuddy butterscotch. Holy shit, that's really nice. I guess this, uh, so this is uh, it's 21%. Out of this That's a f- up booze. As, as in, you could just keep drinking this and get really f- up. Language. There's children around here. I get really messed up on that. So, uh, I guess just the last thing before I sign
0: off. Uh, as I said, I went down to Kentucky for my honeymoon. If you get a chance, the Buffalo Trace Distillery is a really cool place to visit. They do free tours. Yep. Uh, Buffalo Trace did not pay for me to say that. Uh, I just Sebastian's here with the goodness of his heart to spend some time with us and talk about these whiskeys. Now, this is the cool and kind of complicated thing of the reason to keep visiting this distillery is they give themselves the same allocation that they give their clients. So enter the lottery in Quebec, in Ontario, to try to get some of the rarer bottles that don't cost a lot of money. But if you go down to the distillery, there may or may not be some of the rarer bottles available. And it's a reason to visit multiple times because you know what? The tour is not gonna cost you anything. You're gonna get to taste the whiskeys and maybe roll the dice on getting a bottle of Eagle Rare 17 or I don't think they have Pappy 20 at the, Pappy Van Winkle 20 year old at the shop, but there's some cool stuff that Buffalo Trace makes. So Michael, I have something else you wanna say before I say thanks to Sebastian?
1: Sebastian, this is like liquid Werther's. Oh yeah, it's
2: it's, it's so good like to try. So I present that product. Like, last year in, and it's so popular here, that product, so again, it's, we do a lot
1: of great things about that, so yeah. Wow. That's... <laughs> see, okay, Andre, if that's whiskey, then I'm, I'm converted. I'll see what I can do. Thanks, Sebastian. Thank you so much, guys.
0: You almost squealed during that interview. I did, but I would have been happier if you'd brought the pappy. I know. Um, getting right on to the next interview, one thing I forgot about when we were listening to this tape was we were in Saguenay during Bastille Day, and also uh, it was the prime of the World Cup.
1: Oh, that's right, yeah.
0: Uh, on the drive back, I was frantic to find a radio feed so we could listen to oh, France. the French uh, The French win the World Cup because yeah. I'm a big France fan when it comes to, it comes to soccer, and you we, were gracious enough to indulge me on that.
1: Did we find the feed after all that? I ended
0: up having to use the iHeartRadio app to oh, play the PSN right. feed and my data charges for July were insane. Oh, I
1: didn't know that. Oh, yeah, and, I went a little bit over, but and it was, and it, it, ended, it ended up being almost a minute behind because uh, my, Yeah, because my... your
0: wife was text messaging us updates from the game
1: before they even happened.: yeah. So she's: no, it's Hi, two, Erica. It's two nothing France. No, it's not. It's oh, there it is. <laughs> Anyways, let's roll the tape. Andre, I feel sorry for our next guest. And, and the reason is. You, uh, you keep asking every French winemaker that we have about Bastille Day and uh, because they're in Quebec nobody cares, nobody cares. <laughs> it's not that big a deal <laughs> to them and, and it's not just the fact that it's
0: Bastille Day, it's the fact that it seems like everything in France is on hold right now because the World Cup mm-hmm. final is tomorrow, France is playing against Croatia and I think a lot of people have written Croatia off but the French team has been playing very
1: well and the Croatian team has been playing no insane one. football.
3: Exactly, I'm for and for sure. Uh,
1: and you seem to have a hard-on for the French uh, wine, uh, sorry, for the French team. Uh, go Blue or something like that, is that what you've been saying to everybody? Allez les Bleus. Allez les Allez les bleus. bleus. Okay. So everybody's excited. So
0: Emmanuel, the first question I have uh, is on, not hold about on, the wine. Hold on. I just want you to predict how bad is France going to beat Croatia tomorrow? What's the score of the game going to be?
3: I don't know. No, I, I hope they're going to win, but honestly, um, well, Croatia, as you, as you, you said, is a, is a huge team. They have great players and, well, they deserve to win also. Uh, honestly, if if we had played England in the final, we well, of course, I, I will be very <laughs> pleased to see everyone that's going to beat the English team. But uh, honestly, I think both of them can make some good good game. And it's, it, even it's like the same of semi-final we had in, against Belgium. It's just a matter of just one goal that can go from one side to the other. It's just a, an accident that can change the life of everyone.
1: So this prediction is brought to you the day before the game. Yes. Uh, the gentleman we are speaking to, who we have not actually introduced yet, is Emmanuel Kaz, who is the wine ambassador for Kaz Wines. Um, and tell us a little bit about Kaz Wine. So,
3: so um, I'm coming from the Roussillon, so from the south, south of France, um, it's, um, it's a well-known place for sun, sun, for sun for for wind, so it's a high windy around, everything is very dry, so uh, we're always talking about well-matured wines. and. Um, with quite a bit of concentration and all the way along also the good thing is that we wing always having some very ripe tannins so the tannins are quite soft fully integrated into the wine uh, our major grape varieties are uh, Syrah, Grenache a little bit of Carignan also uh, our place used to be known also to make a little bit earlier some sweet wine also so it's a sunny style wine that we produce all, all the way along but uh, um, yes it is the one you, you're having right now it's a Cote du Roussillon, which is a generic appellation, but um, uh, it's a very young vintage 2017, but it's also very crispy, very smooth, very easy to enjoy, and uh, yes, soft and smooth.
1: So, as you mentioned, this is a 2017, so a very young wine. Yes, it is. But lots of great fruit, lots of uh, great concentration. The wine we're looking at is called Marie Gabriel. Exactly. Tell us what is in it.
3: Uh, so it's um, in fact we're doing um, um, maceration of we blending all when we get the grapes already, Syrah and Grenache, uh, so they are fermenting together, and we so they are about forty percent of each, and we are adding um, we are adding a little bit a drop of uh, Mourvedre when we are blending the wines on during winter's time. Mourvedre is very useful because it gives a lot of deepness to into the wine. Uh, it has this meaty uh, s- uh, side that that is very useful. So it give it give a, a nice strength to the to the to the wine.
0: Now tasting this wine here, it is very fruity. It's got yeah. a bit of smoking. So you said meaty.
3: Yes, there's a drop of Mourvedre that gives this deepness which is very useful. So
0: it, it's nice and round, and it has a little bit of depth. But the tannins very soft, mm. and the 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 tannin isn't very big, like it's it's a short tannin. No. Is this a this isn't a wine that you would would worry necessarily about aging? This is something no. you just drink and drink young and en- enjoy it, and, and no, that's it.
3: There there is around um, there is um, between a week and ten days of maceration. So, well, it's qu- it's quite a um, high ripeness. So we around yes fourteen degrees between fourteen and fifteen degrees. So they are very ripe grapes, and so we get easily those well matured tannins. But of course, you can, as they are very soft, you can enjoy it right now, but those wines can age but a couple of years or you can reach maybe five years and that's gonna be enough. And how much does a bottle of wine like this cost? So here in Quebec, they are sold around uh, $18. And uh, at the
0: estate, if I come to visit you?
3: About half of each, half of those prices. It is, uh, this one is also certified organic. Uh, uh, We've been working like this now for 20 years. Uh, we organic and dynamic and we will see we will also reach the, um, the canadian certification for organic wine also
1: so i'm, I'm looking at the uh, the label and it does say biodynamic yeah. so the, the, the estate is biodynamic yes and you are in the uh, south of france so it's uh, le cote roussillon which also now i here's where i show my ignorance maybe but it used to be long roussillon did you guys split it up well
3: um, well, <laughs> this <is> a political <laughs> question? I should not yes, consider. but it's funny, no, well, No, it, it could it could happen quite soon, no, I'm, I'm joking, but uh, you have on one side you have the Languedoc, uh, which has um, his own culture, it used to have his own language also, which is La Langue, from the, the Oc, the Oc language, and in fact the Roussillon is the French part of the Catalonia. So uh, those last month, of course, everyone heard about what happened in Catalonia, and um, and it reminds a lot of people that our origins or our culture is more coming from the south, uh, the other southern part of the Pyrenees. So um, this is why we al- always said Languedoc and Roussillon because it's different area, it's different culture, different history. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen on the on the Spanish side of Catalonia, but uh, we, we're going to see <laughs> anyway. But that's funny. Uh, well, honestly, t- today. Well, I'm, 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 I've been, i grown in Europe, so uh, having a look or thinking of being it, that everything's going to be easier if we are saying by ourselves, I, I don't think that's going to be a, a, a good issue. Uh, I think it's nice when we have a lot of um, blend in our culture, in our um, languages, in in everything that we are sharing all together. So I think. But it's not that much interest uh, important as to do we change and we get back on this kind of thing.
1: So we had somebody from the uh, Longdak. Yeah. And Long Longdak is uh, known for bulk wine. That's yeah. what they used to be known for. Is, uh, mm-hmm. They they've cut everything yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. Was Roussillon the same thing?
3: No, the Roussillon, the uh, the, um, the biggest story about Roussillon is uh, sweet wine. Uh, we used to produce a lot of a lot of wine. 50 years ago, 60 years ago, the whole production was only dedicated to fortified wine, uh, such as uh, Muscat de Rivesalt, Banyuls, Maury, uh, Rivesalt wine, so mainly made out of Grenache or Muscat sometimes. And uh, this this habit has changel- uh, have slightly changed now. The uh, people are drinking less and less sweet wine. Uh, it used to be more like um, old people uh, drink now, so it's a um, we are slightly changing our production and produce more and more dry wines. So, uh, yes, sweet wine was the first, uh, one of the first uh, drinking for, 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 for almost everyone a few years ago, a few decades ago. But now we, we're going to keep on moving and changing everything to, to dry wines here.
1: So, Andre and I often talk about closures on wine. Yeah. Now, obviously, the Marie-Gabrielle is, is cork.
3: Yes, But
1: you brought the bottle over using a vino lock, which is a glass topper, and you said you use it for rosé. Why the glass topper? They do look really neat, and we've never talked about glass. We always talk about screw cap or a cork, but nobody ever talks about this really neat glass closure. Tell us a little bit about the
3: closure. Just the first thing about the, the Marie-Gabrielle is that we are using a technical cork. It's, a, it's not a natural cork. Uh, it's a, what we call a diam. I don't know if you know already. Yes, so no. it's, it's a very nice, nice cork. Uh, today, closure is getting tougher and tougher. If you want to have some... A uh, good cork, you need to pay quite a lot, and why the technical corks are, are cheaper and are completely safe. So this is uh, the thing. Uh, we we doing um, we have a large range. We are producing in Rosier. We have another estate just by Colliot, just on the seaside. Uh, we have the seaside estate with uh, black schistus uh, terraces, and um, we are uh, we we're doing a, a premium Rosier up there. And uh, the concept is having like you know, for the prices of a rose wine uh, is the typical wine that you can drink quite easily just on the beach or on a, on a seaside restaurant. Uh, so they are easy to open up with, a, with this kind of uh, glass cork and, uh, well, a vinoloc. It's, um, it's uh, I think it's uh, interesting uh, technology. Uh, the, the, the good thing is that you even, this is what I, I did for you, is I just re-topped my, my bottle with this and it's well, completely safe. Uh, it works, well, I, I won't shake the, bo- the wine, of course, but. but is, is there <laughs> an
0: advantage to the glass closure over Stelven?
3: I, d- I don't know. Uh, I, I don't. Th- there's not a huge technology behind that. Well, I don't. I don't think they are, they have uh, looked or makes enough research on this. It's this vinylog, You know, it's just a glass with a silicon uh, blend, uh, silicon belt, and that's enough to, to close everything. But uh, for, I know for Stelven, they, they can have you. You can have some specific um, screw cap that are. Uh, enough. Um, well, g- they can leave uh, oxygen enough. It depends the kind of wine you want to. And I think vinolox system is not that far in in the in the, in the search.
1: So we we actually didn't want to bring him in and talk about closures, but I just found it very interesting that yeah. it was there. So what is your position? You are a, a wine ambassador, but you also said you used to make wine. Yes. So tell us a little bit about. Why
3: you got tired of making wine? No, <laughs> no, no. I haven't been tired. Uh, no, the thing is that um, yeah. um, well, I was all the way long in the vineyards. I used to spend um, two months a year in the in the cellar, yeah. and but also uh, step by step, um, I spend more and more time to explain, to talk, to meet people, to 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 make people know who we are, uh, what is our wines, uh, with all the specificity. Uh, that we have, like, we coming from the Roussillon, which is not an, that well known area. We used to produce some sweet wine. We are organic, dynamic, Also, biodynamic culture needs a lot of uh, information, and so I used to take part to the communication quite oftenly. And step by step, we decide to move on and and well change change my my part and get back on the on the market and meeting people and talk to everyone and honestly well, I'm quite happy to to explain so far what I'm doing so it's uh, it's quite a nice thing and um no it's, well, I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing the the light and uh, yes I'm now I'm not uh, anymore seller rats now and <laughs> I'm on the I'm on the street here in Quebec
0: <laughs> it, it is always good when you can talk to consumers and see what yeah. they think of the yeah, wine. yeah exactly because sometimes when you're in the cellar you can think yeah. things a lot differently than what a exactly might. Uh, thank you very much for Thank you for time
3: everything. For yeah. Thanks cool. a lot. <laughs> Goodbye.
1: That was Emmanuel Kaz, which we didn't, really, we didn't really say much about. No, we didn't. But that's okay. We said about it on the tape. Yeah, We talked about the World Cup. So uh,
0: Our last interview um, was with a winemaker from the Loire Valley. Yeah. Brought some very affordable bottles and some very uh, interesting uh, Sauvignon Blanc.
1: Yeah, which you liked.
0: I did like. You're yep. not a Sauvignon Blanc person.
1: Not well, yeah, I am so- a New Zealand, Zealand
0: Sauvignon Blanc person, but I've also been pretty skeptical of uh, Sancerre as well. But I'm starting to come around on it.
1: I think Sancerre is trying to follow uh, the, the the lead of New Zealand. Uh, that seems to be happening when somebody starts to to lead the world in 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 say Shiraz or Sauvignon Blanc. Everybody wants to try to follow it either by putting the name to it. Pinot Grigio is a perfect example. Yep. Um, Shiraz, everybody started using Shiraz yep. and unfortunately Loire has decided that uh, they shouldn't make their own style they want to try and follow New Zealand so you do see a lot of New Zealand style Sauvignon Blanc coming out of Loire Well you see New Zealand style
0: uh, Sauvignon Blanc coming from everywhere but thankfully this bottle was not in it that category. No,
1: no, so it was good to see some pure Loire wine.
0: Alright and I've said it before, but let's roll the tape
1: We are here in beautiful Saguenay Chicoutimi, right? Is this Chicoutimi? Chaudiere, Chaudiere. Yeah. We're in Chaudiere. Yeah. Where? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Just checking. And yeah. uh, at the uh, uh, festival Festival des Vins de Vins du Saguenay. Did I get that right, Andre? Yes. Yes, you did. Okay. Excellent. And uh, I am here with Francois Xavier Bark, or as he likes to be called, FX. Yeah. Hello, FX. How are you?
4: Fine. Very well.
1: Very well. Thank you. Uh. FX is from a winery in the Loire Valley, Complice de Loire, and he was just explaining to us what complice means.
4: Yeah. So complice means that uh, when you are very proche, proche with uh, everybody, you have the same uh, mentality, the same philosophy. So uh, I created Complice de Loire eight years ago with my partner, and after the, um, the purpose is to uh, buy grapes all over the Loire, and uh, to show uh, the right way of uh, expression and vinification for each grape variety. So,
0: in our glass in front of us, we have a beautiful glass of Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. Uh, Which other grapes are you working with?
4: Um, I used to to harvest uh, Sauvignon, of course, uh, Cap 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 Franc, Gamay, Chenin Blanc, um, Chardonnay too. And Pinot Noir, yeah.
1: And and which wines did you bring to the festival?
4: Uh, we bring the Sauvignon Blanc, the Pinot Noir, the Chinon, and that's it.
0: And what's uh, and Rose? We got we just got a comment from the audience. You brought Rose? Yeah,
4: it's a rose but uh it's uh, not rose from Loire. Okay. You know, um I created Complice de Loire eight years ago. And two years ago, I created a company in uh, Provence. And the name is Complice de Calanque. Okay. Calanque you know, is a small creek in the Mediterranean. So we are going to make the same uh, work, but in Provence. So today we have a rosé. F- not today, but today we have the rosé. And uh, we produce uh, one red and one rosé. Yes. I like that.
1: I, I like the idea. Oh, um, it's my turn? Yeah. Uh, it's. First of all, I'd like people to know that they heard beeping and stuff. Last year, when we did the uh, the podcast, we were actually inside. Uh, today, we are out on the streets. The and the weather is absolutely gorgeous. What is the weather like right now in the Loire Valley?
4: I think it's uh, the same. It's, uh, we have a very nice summer. And uh, we probably have uh, two weeks uh, early for the harvest. So it's, uh, it's a good... Uh, it's a good weather because uh, you know, since two years we have a lot of disease in uh, in France, the frost, uh, the disease of uh, the mildew, etc etcetera, et and this year we have a really good uh, um, uh, potential in the vineyard. So we need sun to have the best maturity. So uh, good.
1: So tell us a little about the wine that we have in our glass. I know Andre said it was a Sauvignon Blanc, but tell us what it is and what makes this one special.
4: So, um, today we, d- we are going to test uh, Sauvignon Blanc with the name is uh, point d'agrum. So agrum is uh, like uh, grape food. And for me, it's very important to insist in this uh, adjective because uh, grape food for me is when the Sauvignon is not too ripe, not too green, just in the middle. Kay. So uh, as uh, I like this balance when I create this, uh, this name of cuvee. I decided to to use a uh, point diagram, so the point is uh, just uh, the touch of web food. So every year, I try to, to find uh, the same balance uh, in my um, assemblage. Yeah. And for the
0: Sylvain Blanc, you've brought that here to Quebec. Do you export a lot of your wines to Canada?
4: So Canada for me is a good market, uh, we export to Quebec of course, mm-hmm. we export to uh, Columbia britannic to Alberta, uh, then uh, actually 40% of my production is uh, export, the rest is in France, and the best market is USA, Canada, and after is uh, UK and the rest of the Euro- Europe. And which of the wines that you're making, because you said you work with a lot of
0: different uh, varietals. That, what, what is the North American market really more interested in from
4: what you're making? Um, I think the, the, the best uh, will be the white, with the Sauvignon and uh, the Chenin too. And for the rest, uh, it's uh, very balanced with the Cap Franc, with the Chinon. Chinon is very popular. And after, in Turin, the Gamay and the Pinot Noir. Because uh, I think that we can offer today as the clients Gamay and Pinot Noir with good value. It's not burgundy style, but you have the fresh uh, profile of the Pinot Noir with bodied, So it's uh, not serious wine, but a very uh, accessible wine.
1: So as somebody who works in France, you are kind of limited in the grapes that you can use. Correct, yep. based on where you are located in France. Yeah. If there, were if that was opened up. What grape would you like to work with? The Syrah. Ta-da. <laughs> oh,
4: okay. I just, I just do Do you think Syrah would grow well in the Loire Valley? Uh, yes, I think yes. Not today, but in uh, ten years, with uh, the the warm up of the okay. planet. Yes, and, uh, I think that uh, I like the. Um, the so wine with one uh, grape variety, so as a Burgundy, as a Rhone style. And uh, for me, the Syrah is uh, very, very interesting because uh, you can be a powerful wine with fresh structure, with uh, complexity, aromatic. And you can use the barrel, you can use the standstill. You can make a mixed, and uh, yes. Now, the uh,
1: Sauvignon blanc that we have
4: in our Okay. i just want to
1: quickly say so he's hoping for global warming so he can use
4: Syrah. <laughs> I, I think that uh, today in Loire we have a good place okay. we can uh anticipate the the warming and we can wait so what well, with the with the warming can i guess with the the
0: warming trends has uh it had much of an impact on working with grapes like uh, pinot noir and cabernet franc are people making more s- style decisions? I guess leaning more towards a Bordelais style with a little bit more heat.
4: No, no, I, d- I don't think so. But uh, I think that uh, this warming helps uh, in order to 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 have a more precision in the maturity, uh, to have less uh, paper aroma, you know, and then to have a more uh, gorgeous uh, cap front. Uh, more uh, elegant, yeah. Uh, I, I don't think that we, we want to make a borderline style it's, n- it's not my purpose no. so uh, no, we have a uh, you know that in Noir we have only one gravity for instance for the Chinon, the Bourgueil, or the Seumur, it's Cap Franc we don't use Camelot Sauvignon, we don't use Merlot so we have uh, our proper style so uh, not borderless style. Cool. And one
0: uh, question about the Sauvignon Blanc. Now, when you bring a wine like this to the North American market, are people surprised when they taste that this is ripe Sauvignon Blanc, very different in style from New Zealand? Or do you think people are expecting all Sauvignon Blanc to taste like New Zealand when you try to sell the wines here?
4: It's a good question. Um, ten years ago, We used to have a consumer client like me, used to have a a new generation of uh, Sauvignon Blanc from all over the world, like the Chardonnay for instance. And now people come back to have, uh, to make his own um, uh, choice, own uh, preference. And uh, what I can observe, I can heard, in Loire Valley we have a very, not serious but very authentic style of uh, Sauvignon Blanc so um, uh, we, we, have, uh, the Sancerre, we have the Sancerre, the Pouilly Fumé, we have the Touraine and uh, for my part the Touraine is uh, the good place to have a good value of Sauvignon Blanc uh, to have the best expression. and uh, anyway uh, you have three places to make Good Sauvignon Blanc in the world is uh, the Loire, the New Zealand, and Africa. du Sud, I think so.
0: And Niagara.
1: And Niagara, according to Andre. Yeah. Um, so, as the truck goes by, mm-hmm. again, I find this, uh, this Sauvignon Blanc uh, incredibly fresh. The acidity that you have kept is, is amazing, and I definitely get that grapefruit hint. So, congratulations, uh, you've, r- you've, you've accomplished what you set out to do with this wine. It is very refreshing, especially when it's, oh heck, I don't know, 30 degrees out? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah,
4: so. Uh, I, I don't know if we can, uh, can uh, precise that uh, this cuvee is available in, uh, in Quebec? In the ACQ? Uh, is, is it av- It's available here? Yeah, of guess. course, yes. And how much is it? Uh, I think it's uh, around uh, 80, 80 or 90 bucks. 19, Kay. yes. 18? Yes. D-suit? Okay. Yeah. 4. Okay. No. Okay. No, it's no, great for $18. Not 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 yet,
0: not yet. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I I've got everything I need to say. You pretty you your nail on the head for what this wine tastes like. Thank you very much for uh, for sharing this wine with us and uh talking to us a little bit about the Loire Valley.
4: Thank you, ethic. Thank you for your thank you for your time.
1: Your excitement is is just palpable when you say roll tape these days, but I'm glad we rolled that one. And why why are you, you going to do me like that? Well, you know, it's just it's 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 been a rainy october it's turning it's it started into a rainy november and uh i just i just didn't i didn't feel you i didn't i didn't feel you in that one that well, last I, intro what's
0: the what's the lyric there nothing lasts forever even cold november rain yeah uh,
1: yeah here in canada it turns into cold december snow
0: that's not how the guns and roses song
1: goes. no sorry
0: uh so let's wrap it up that was our, our trip to
1: Saguenay for 2018 and I'm telling you we got to go in 19 uh we got to try and bring some people with us yeah I really think so I think that's the thing to do
0: yeah I, I think so too we could yeah. we definitely can't recreate that here and uh that town is just it's just beautiful it's, it's insane. A good place to visit yeah and you
1: know what I always like the opening party you missed it this year unfortunately I know Do better next year lots of Beaujolais was poured shut up Michael all right
0: I'm Andre Pru from underwinereview.ca. Subscribe to this podcast, leave a review. And uh, I guess the new thing we're doing is taking suggestions from the audience. So if you haven't heard our attempts at uh, kind of a Wine 101, that came from the audience. And uh, we had a recent podcast where we took other questions. So feel free to throw your suggestions our way. What do you want to hear Michael and I talk about? We will be your puppets for you.
1: And I am Michael Pincus from michaelpincuswinereview.com. And as always... Bonne nuit. Hey,
0: that's pretty good.
1: Good yep. night! Thanks for listening.
0: Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes.